Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 314, recorded live on Sunday, June 30th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who noticed that the podcast wasn't up last Monday, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who was informed that the podcast was not up on Monday, Andy Lowe, hi. And although I noticed it, I didn't do anything about it. Yeah, you got your information from who? Brendan. Who was the one who informed me that the podcast was not up yep. on Tuesday. Yay, listeners. I relied on you, man. You let me down. Well, I wasn't checking my feed reader because I've been trying to wean myself off of it. Because today is the last day. Dun, dun, dun. Google See, I'm just going to put this out there in the future. My idea is that I will always have the podcast up sometime between midnight and midnight on Monday. So if the podcast is not up in that time frame, Mm -hmm. please let me know. I will do my best. Because I had it sitting there literally on the server waiting to hit publish at about 10 o'clock on Monday. Oops. And you just forgot to press the button? Yeah, it was a little crazy getting up to the TV station. And so normally when I get to the TV station, I connect to their Wi-Fi and I hit publish. Because I normally just let it upload while I'm driving up there. Right. And I just forgot to hit publish. Ah. So it sat there until I was notified on Tuesday. And I'm at my other job on Tuesday, which I don't have any sort Access. of... Oh, God, it's ridiculous. The, the As soon as you step away from a population center out on this side of the state, goodbye cell phone service. Mm-hmm. So I barely get any GSRM, if that. Like, I, I, can't, I can't surf the web. I can get Google Hangouts because it will keep pinging me until it gets through. Right. But that's about it. You'll time out on all the web browsers. Yeah. Ouch. Wow. So, but I, I can still chat with people, but that's about it. I can get emails. I can send emails, but that's it. Okay. So you weren't able to publish. No. Which is why I sent a message to you saying, hey, can you hit publish? And I did. Yay, publish. And then I got a Twitter message saying, hey, podcast is up. Yep, because we automatically publish to Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yay, Twitter. Yay, podcast. Yay, podcast. So that was my intro, was just the fact that I apologize for not having it up on Monday. That that is my come hell or high water should be up on Monday. Andy broke his promise. Sorry. We won't hold it against you. Well, thanks for that. No problem. So... What do we got? Well, we got topics. We got a lot of topics. Well, we don't have a lot of topics. We've got topics. We got 12 topics. That's normally about our average amount. So it's not a lot. It's our average amount. Yeah, normally 12, 13, somewhere in that range. Okay. We usually get through like 10 or 11 of them. Mm -hmm. It's better to have too many topics and not get to all of them than to have too few and go, um, 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 Adobe. Starting off at the top. Oh, what'd they do now? Well, what did they do? They put Photoshop on the cloud. Yeah, everything was a subscription service, which is an interesting thing to talk about because when we do our printing, we basically use inkjet printers that are on steroids. Okay. So hi. We. Yeah, uh, my job that I work currently Tuesday through Friday. Okay. We do custom printing onto electronic devices. Makes sense? Yeah. So we have two, which are literally inkjet printers on steroids. It's literally a CMYK printer. Gigantic printers. Yeah. 
that can do ridiculously high DPI. Mm-hmm. Hence, inkjet printers on steroids. And so you use Photoshop and Illustrator? Um, we use Illustrator because the software accepts the EPS files. I think they're EPS files. A lot better than um, rasterized files. The printer software? Yes. Okay. So it's better just to just take... Most, most of the time, the companies will send us stuff that's in vector-based formatting anyway, because that's what people do. Right. That's what graphic designers are used to. Yeah. So we just take it, scale it, rotate it. Feed it in and let it go. Yep. Okay. So you use a copy of Illustrator, which you have. Yes. CS whatever. Yeah. Which is no longer in existence because now Adobe has moved to the Creative Cloud. And the reason they moved to the Creative Cloud, the reason they moved to this subscription service, was so that they could save money. Is that their reasoning? Well, piracy, basically. True. Which we, we've talked about the, the idea behind going to a subscription service for Photoshop and etc. Right. So piracy, uh, except that this, this is an arms race, right? This is the, the Red Queen. You can run as fast as you want, but you'll stay in place, right? It's the Butter Battle book. No, no, no? it's not. No. Butter Battle was they kept one-upping each other and mutually assured uh, destruction until they both died. Okay. Red Queen is, is evolution, that both of them are, are getting better, but they are, in fact, staying in the same place. Yes, I can see that. Slight, it's similar, but there is a slight difference. One is a story about the arms race and, like, uh, you know, the Cold War. <laughs> the other is um, more of both sides are going to do what they can, but in doing so, they just stay right there. Kind of one has a limit, the other doesn't. Okay. So, pirates cracked the creative cloud. <laughs> On day one. Literally, they didn't even get a day. First day. That is ridiculous. The first day. Well, I, okay, so by the first day, I mean the, like within a day of release. So really the first two days, but still within a day. Oh, goodness. I have Photoshop too. I got it from that, that semi-legal, hey, we're basically releasing Photoshop CS2 because we don't want to keep the authentication servers on. Yes. Uh, which, as I say, again, is kind of semi-legal, semi-illegal. I'm good with Photoshop CS2. I'm not sure I actually need to go and grab Creative Cloud. What do you think? <laughs> Andy's loading his torrent sites right now. No, no, I'm not, because I also have CS2. Right. Which, what, what's in the new one that I really need? I mean, tons of shit. Tons and tons of stuff. So better camera raw uh, interaction, way more powerful filters and control, much finer control, much tighter control. I... There's the content-aware fill. That was in, like, Photoshop CS6, 5 or 6. I'm just not seeing it. Okay. They're supposed to have something that will eliminate motion blur soon. Okay, now that would just be crazy. I've seen it in action. They had a video of it. It was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it processed the image and figured out what the motion was and then corrected it. I do have to say that one of my favorite shots from when I was taking photography in college was I took one of their cameras to the curling rink. Mm-hmm. And so I was put it on the stone. Well, no, I was not putting it on the stone. Well, actually, there was a shot there. It was just behind the stone. Um, but I was sliding on the ice 
with the person releasing the stone. So they are perfectly still. There's no motion blur with them, but everything else has a motion blur. Yep. Because I was tracking them. Still one of my favorite photos that I took that day. It's a good photo. I know. It's a good style of photo. It's really hard to do because you have to match their speed. Yeah, it took me literally probably the whole game of just sitting there pushing off people and sliding there and trying to keep everything level. And it, oh. Yeah, it's really hard to do. But it's so cool when it works. It literally was basically a one in 64 shot. Yep, one in 50, one in 100. Yeah, it's one in a very small, very large number. So it's been hacked after one day. Yep. Now, is this just Photoshop or is it the entire Creative Cloud? Uh, It doesn't say, but I assume it's the entire Creative Cloud. Because some of the stuff that they were doing in the new version of Adobe Audition were actually pretty neat. <laughs> it's like, hmm. I think it's the entire Creative Cloud. Well, that would be helpful then. Pirated in one day. So, you think Adobe's reaction to this is going to be? Well, what can they do? I don't know. You can try and plug the hole, but but can you? An internet connection is required for the first time you install and license your desktop apps, but you can use the apps in offline mode with a valid software license. The desktop apps will attempt to validate your software license every 30 days. So my guess is they just kept on faking the internet connection every 30 days. Well, it hasn't been 30 days. So potentially this crack could fail at the first 30 days when it has to check in. True. There's really no way to know. I guess we'll find out in a month. Yep. First day, and it's... Yep, isn't that awesome? I still remember, uh... What movie industry was talking about trying to protect their movie from getting on the torrent sites for just, like, 36 hours? And, like, as long as they kept it off... called that a victory it was yeah. warner brothers it was warner brothers pretty sure it was warner brothers i think it was with batman so like we just wanted to keep it off the torrents for the first 36 hours and that was a victory yep you know i do have to say i have not needed an external source for movies in a while really well we've been slowly getting more into amazon instant oh and they're actually starting to update it with you know new decent, content and yeah new licenses. content like, the Avengers actually just showed up the other day. Yep, I actually got an email from Netflix saying, hey, we have the Avengers now. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, Netflix. That's good to know. I already have the DVD. You don't have it on, you don't have it on Blu-ray? I don't have a Blu-ray player, Andy. You don't have a... We have a Blu-ray. What is going on? We have the Blu-ray player. We, we have the Blu-ray. We don't have a Blu-ray player. This is what I'm informed of. We have the Blu-ray because it came a, with the DVD. Yeah, because they wanted to package them together. Yeah. yeah, but we don't have a Blu-ray player. Hmm. I wanted to wait to see what the next consoles were going to be. Well, are you planning on getting any of the next consoles? I don't know yet. <laughs> I have not come to a decision. I think I'm going to wait and see what happens. I, I can tell you this. I almost certainly will not be standing out there on launch day. Neither will I. I think the only time I actually stood out waiting for a Wii console was because you were there and we were playing chess. That was fun. Wait, you stood out in line for a Wii console like two or three times. No. Yes. What do you mean two or three times? You did it once for yourself. You did it once for your sibling. No, 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 no. Those were televisions on Black Friday. I remember you standing in line for a Wii multiple times. No, 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 no. I think you are remembering this wrong, Andy. (laughs) 
one of us has complained many times about not being able to remember anything. I know, but there are some things that I Andy, actually remember. I, I do. I swear to you, you stood out in line for a Wii more than once. Nope, just just the one time. I sold that Wii to my no. I sold it to Impala Zeri. Uh. I remember there was actually no joke a bidding war between my brother and Mike Impala Zeri for a Wii for for my Wii. Wow, because they were still in short demand, and I had stopped using it. I think I gave Mike Impala Zeri it along with a GameCube controller and Super Smash Brothers. Oh, Super Smash Brothers, such a fun Mega game. Man. Mega Man, I'm so excited. I feel like I should try playing that game, but then I suck at fighting games. What, Super Smash Brothers? Yeah. What are you going to try it on? An emu? <laughs> emulating the Wii? Can you do that? I think so. But well, not, even, not even the Wii, just emulating the uh, GameCube, GameCube version. Yeah, a lot of people say Brawl was the better one, or Melee was the better one. We'll see how this new one stands out. What are they even calling this one? I don't know. It's just the new Super Smash Brothers. There's no name for it yet. <laughs> let's see super smash brothers i think it's like super smash brothers wii u i i think it's just called super smash brothers i don't see any other name for it hmm super smash brothers brawl no what is with okay this is starting to get annoying when you take video games and then you just basically give them the same name as an earlier game right i don't know it's a bit annoying when you're sitting there like, oh, I'm playing this. Well, which version? The old one or the new one? Have we gotten to that much of an ADD complex that we just completely forget anything in the past? We might be. Hello, Twitter. Yeah. So what's going on with Netflix and the PS3? Um, Netflix is testing out this new recommendation engine. Okay, I thought Netflix recommendation engine was like stellar. It is, sort of, but uh, evidently people aren't using it. Is the thing what? Ah, if I joined Netflix, it would be just for their recommendation engine because it's so friggin' powerful and good. Yeah, yeah. Well, evidently people aren't really paying attention to it, particularly on the PS3. So Netflix has created a new interactive interface to that recommendation engine called Max. So no Max, response, huh? Max. Well, I'm trying to think of something silly like Hal for Max, but no, no. Max Headroom. Ma- what? Max no. Headroom. No, just Max. Take it to the Max. No, just Netflix Max. M A X. Okay, it's his name. So Max is a witty. Kind of joking, semi-sarcastic, if you think of you-don't-know-Jack style, uh, vocal-based, so he speaks back to you, recommendation engine. And so it starts off by making sure that you have some ratings, and once you have some ratings in there, then it goes in and says, all right, uh, are you interested in like a cerebral sci-fi thriller or something you know, like a romantic comedy with such and such? And so you pick one, and it's like, all right, well, here's a list. Which one do you want? You can also do max picks, where based on your preferences, it just picks something at random. You have no choice. <laughs> max will get a little cocky and offer suggestion right away. No questions required. Yep. It's a mystery suggestion. You just have to press, press play and trust them. Oh. Yep. You don't know what movie you're going to watch or TV show. <laughs> oh. I love how one of the options, though, it's literally just asking you monkeys or UFOs. Mm-hmm. 
which is probably going to be like Planet of the Apes or The Day the Earth Stood Still. Hmm. So it's kind of cute. Uh, I'm not sure I'd want to use it. What? I don't know. It, it feels weird. It feels kind of cheap. And it would get so annoying because it's the same 12 canned phrases over and over and over and over again. It's just 12? That's it? No, it's more than 12. But in either way, it's just, it's going to get really annoying really fast. I don't know. If it's things along the lines of monkeys or UFOs, it doesn't seem too canned. No, but the if you listen to the video, you'll see what I mean. Hmm. It's not like they're going to be releasing new content every week. True. Like a certain game that involves a guy named Jack. Oh. What? No, it's just some... Uh, it's, I, I enjoy playing You Don't Know Jack still. I enjoy playing it perhaps a little too much. <laughs> it's a really good game. That fifth round, though, I am... I am sucking at it now. I used to, I honestly, a couple of times, got them all right. No question. You're talking about the jack attack. Yeah, the jack attack. Okay. But now, for some reason, I am just sucking at the jack attack. It's horrible. Some of them are hard. Some of them are very hard. Yeah. So, speaking of gaming. Yeah. And updates. Yeah. So, earlier this week, there was an update to Half-Life 2. Oh, God. Are we going to, are we really going to talk about this? I found it. Is this quite... what you want to talk about? Yes. I just want to be sure that this is what you want to talk about. Why? What would you want to talk about? I don't know, but I just want to be sure. Why? Why are you asking me this? Because I'm... I okay. I know. I'm curious why you somehow think that this needs an "Are you sure?" moment. Because it's we don't have information on it, like any information. Well, from what I have, okay. So let me and, just say, and it, it gets kind of conspiratory, conspiracy thing there. Yeah. From what? Okay. So what is the we, adjective for conspiracy? <laughs> Conspiratorial. I think so. Okay. Andy's looking it up. Yeah, conspiratorial. Let's see. Definition from Webster Dictionary. Of, relating to, or suggestive of a conspiracy. Okay, there you go. Conspiratorial. So, props on the word score on that one, Dave. Thank you. There's a good Scrabble word, except it's all common letters. <laughs> but the, the length might give it the ability to uh, stretch mu- across multiple yeah, word you could, scores. you could hit like two triple word scores with it. No, because those are 15 apart. So we all remember when Portal 2 came out and there was the potato pack update. Yeah, during the sale. Yeah, which the summer sale should be happening. Any day. Yeah. Uh, didn't last year it start on like the 12th? Let's see. Maybe. So 2012. Because don't they usually go through the 4th of July week? Uh, last year they started it later, after 4th of July. Okay. Let's see. Day one for the Steam sale, 2012, was... Oh, my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Steam sale! Oh, now I'm doing... Now I know what I'm doing with all that extra money in my bank account. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> What, my birthday? No. <laughs> all I heard is my birthday, and then you're like, oh, I found a reason to use all that extra money. Mm. Yeah. You wish. Yeah, that would, actually. That would be nice. Okay, so the potato pack happened, mm-hmm. which was just started out as an update to a game, which had some, quote-unquote, issues with them. Portal. Yeah. Basically. So, now, anytime anything gets updated on Steam, people start frothing at the mouth a little bit. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not anytime anything is updated on Steam. Okay, so, 
win any of Valve's games. Yes. So anything running on Source, anything like Half-Life or Portal or Team Fortress. Because the original Portal 2 announcement was actually an ARG that happened with the original Portal game. Right. It was an update in the original Portal game that just had like one line for the update saying it did this. Yep. So any, now anytime a Valve game is updated, people... And it, it especially if it's updated without announcement. Yeah. Like Team Fortress 2 gets updates all the time, but they're announced. They're like, oh, it's this new content. Here it is. Here's what we've done. This Half-Life update, though, which was enormous. Some people had like three gigabytes. Mine was 700 megabytes. It's a huge update. Didn't and add any content. No. Once you started up the game, everybody started speaking Korean. Really? Yeah. Because I didn't actually start the game. Oh, wait. If you started it up there before they fixed it, uh, the G-Man who starts talking at the beginning of Half-Life 2. Was talking in Korean. Korean. Everybody was talking in Korean. Huh. Which, that started everybody speculating. I jumped automatically to the ARG IRC chat, and everybody's like, what's going on? This seems weird. It's all literally like the ears started perking up. And then Steam support posted a Twitter account saying, warning, the most recent Half-Life 2 update has some issues. We're working to fix this. You can pause the update for now. And then they wrote a line in Korean. This is all, by the way, a week after uh, this one guy published, it was the, the designer for the original Portal ARG, published an article saying, here's how we did it. Yes. So if you went to the Half-Life 2 page, if you, if you saw it was updating, you clicked on the, 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 on the sidebar and you got to the Half-Life 2 page inside Steam, the first article that popped up was about an ARG. So even more ears started perking up because they're like, wait a second, why, why are they posting a, a news article that's like, quote unquote, a year old? Yep. So this line in Korean was like, I think it said, uh, like, prepare for unforeseen consequences, which is a line that the G-Man actually says in the game. So even more ears started perking up. But then um, basically Valve developers are saying there is no ARG, which. Seriously, guys, there's no, there's nothing. We promise. Which most people were like, okay, so if Valve says there's no ARG, there's no ARG. Well, then there is. (laughs) Somebody found an update to the Surgeon Simulator game. Well, there was an update to Surgeon Simulator that was TF2 related. You actually got to play the uh, scene from Meet the Medic, where you're you're the medic from TF2 and you're working on the heavy. Okay. You beat that and you get a little statue, which makes sense. You get a little achievement, basically. Right. Somebody actually picked up the statue in the game, though, and looked at the bottom. And on the bottom was taped a small little puzzle, which also had Korean writing on it. Huh. So this is a long story basically saying... There might be an ARG. <laughs> but there most likely is not, because the Surgeon Simulator guys are like saying, this has nothing to do with anything Valve related. This puzzle, which you d- they even said, we don't even have all the pieces to the puzzle yet, but this has to do just with us. But why Korean? It seems I, like a, a really... So when, when Andy told me about the Surgeon Simulator and I went and looked, I was like, I wonder... Because I wonder if it's just the Surgeon Simulator guys fucking around. Which probably could be, because that would be great to just... Because Steam support already started trolling people by posting in Korean after the first bit. Right. So why not the Surgeon Simulator guys, you know, just throwing a little fuel on the fire? Like, you could do that for almost any game. Just, like, throw a a small Korean phrase. Like, the, uh, you know, FTL, they could change the background 
to have stars spelling something out in Korean. It's oh my gosh! But I'm <laughs> in a roundabout, too long, didn't read statement. People really want Half Life Three. Oh my God! Do they? They want are Half-Life grasping 3? at any single straw that they can get a hold of, hoping for any bit of news, hoping for anything that is related to this game. Gabe and knocked three times. Half Life Three confirmed. Internet explodes. Yeah. I mean, come on. You want Half-Life 3. Well, of course. You know you will play it like as soon as you can, potentially launch. Probably, most likely. It's a good game. There's no shame in that. The question now becomes, with all the hype that people have been frothing at trying to get any bit of information, will it pull a Duke Nukem Forever and then just not seem to live up to the hype? I don't know. We'll see what Valve does. God, this... Oh, man. I mean, it look, was... of, of any company that I am willing to just blindly trust for video games, where they can come out and say, look, we made this game, it's a lot of fun. There are two companies. Wait, 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 let me pull a Karnak. What? Let me pull a Karnak. Okay. Karnak the Magnificent. Go for it. The Tonight Show, Johnny go, Carson. Anyway, go for it. Anyway. Blizzard and Valve. Yeah. I actually had the card against my forehead for anybody who actually knows about Karnak the Magnificent. Okay. Did the card say Blizzard and Valve? Yes. You wrote down Blizzard and Valve and then put it on your head. I should have torn open an envelope, but I don't have anybody nearby. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Those those would be the two. Where they could come out and just say, hey, we made a game. I would go and spend money on it. Which reminds me about Blizzard. You yeah. remember in StarCraft original, they had spawn compi- copies of StarCraft? Yeah, where you could install one main copy and then have the multiplayer-only copies. Yeah, they reinstituted that. Really? Yeah, they have it for Heart of the Swarm. Mm. I may have to look up how to do it, but would you be interested in playing some StarCraft, Andy? I would be kind of interested. I have been interested in playing that. I know my computer would melt into a heaping pile of slag <laughs> if I tried to start it up. Okay, well, maybe we have to wait for uh, a while so your computer can run it. Well, no, that would mean I would actually have to get a new computer, which yes, I am well, currently that's... pleased with my current computer situation. Until Half-Life 3 comes out. Yeah, did you hear about that with the new version of DirectX? I know this is not a topic. No, what new? What what about DirectX? Okay, so you know how DirectX 11 was only for Windows 8, right? Yes. Where Microsoft had said, hey, we're coming out with a new version of DirectX, but it will only work... On Windows 8. On Windows 8. Yes. They're coming out with the newer subversion of DirectX. I think it's like 11.1 or 11.2. Let me check. And it works on Windows 7? No. DirectX 11.2 is only coming out to Xbox One and Windows 8.1. Okay. Not Windows 8, but Windows 8.1. Huh. Sorry about the noise. Are you cracking an egg? I'm actually cracking an aluminum cannon. Oh. Yeah. It's it's frustration that I have to take out. Um... It's only going to be for 8.1 and Xbox One. That's it. Okay. Just yeah. <laughs> Open GL it is. Oh, man. Goddamn hey. Microsoft. Hey, you guys, we're coming out with the new version of Windows 8. You should get it. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to play that new game on Windows? <laughs> you need to oh. buy the upgrade. Well, I don't know. Are they selling the upgrade to 8.1? They usually haven't sold for major version upgrades or minor version upgrades like that. I'm not sure. Right. No, I don't I mean, want to look at Windows pack, 9.1. Windows 8. Service pack was free. Yeah, it will be a free update for Windows 8. Okay. Okay. 
So it's not that bad. No. It's just you have to update. You have to have Windows 8 first before you can update to Windows 8.1. Oh, so speaking of uh, Blizzard, yeah. Blizzard and the Major League Gaming used to team up for the World Championship Series for, you know, StarCraft and such. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that anymore. What? Major League Gaming and Blizzard are splitting well, for the rest Blizzard of the... Well, did Blizzard do their own, like, Major League broadcasting thing? They bought one? Yeah. So my guess is that's why they split, is because yeah. Blizzard wants to, you know... Blizzard is basically saying, fuck you. Which, I think, I, I don't know, because if you think about esports, the first thing you jump to is MLG, right? No. No? No. Not anymore. First... Who was the okay? Who's the first thing that you think of when you think of esports? Esports, StarCraft, and then League of Legends. So, you, so would this hurt? You think this will hurt MLG more than it will hurt? No, because I don't think they did anything together. Well, they helped run the World Championship Series. Okay, I think both companies will be fine. I don't think either side will notice any sort of change. Yeah. God, this, uh, now I'm just looking at this picture for StarCraft Two, and I'm like, mmm. <laughs> I have planted the seed. It's a seed that's not going to sprout, though. Give it time. Some of those used custom settings maps on, on StarCraft II, really, really impressive. Well, heck, I remember playing the Elements yep. on the original StarCraft. That was a good game. That was that a fantastic was. map. That was one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm a siege tank. You park yourself over here so you can help me out over here. Yep. I think it was like the really the first co-op game that we all started playing together. Elements? Yeah. Yep, back in middle school. Mm-hmm. So why did you post a link about the specs for Total War Rome 2? Look at the install size. Whoa, 35 gigabytes? There you go. <laughs> so speaking of games and your computers not being able to handle them, uh, it may be time to start investing in new hard disks. 35 gigabytes. Games are getting kind of big. I've already bought this game, by the way. <laughs> it's sitting here. I've, I've got it on Steam. Total War, Rome 2. Can't install it yet, because it hasn't been released yet. 35 gigabytes. I don't even have 35 gigabytes free on my computer right I'm, now. I'm going to have to actually start moving things around. I think, okay, no, I have 105 gigabytes on that disc. Yeah, I've got 10 gigabytes free on my internal laptop hard drive, and I've got, oh, hold on, let me go back, 15 gigabytes free on my external media drive. Yep, 35 friggin' gigabytes. I remember when WoW came out, and like, oh my god, guys, it's 800 meg. By the second expansion, it had reached 2 gig. It was a little ridiculous when you had like the six CDs that you had to do. Right. That like was actually, that was the time where I was like, oh, God, I'm glad I have two CD-ROM drives. Because <laughs> you could just keep swapping them out. Yeah. Yep. I didn't have, it would just change over, and as soon as I realized it was on, as soon as I see the, re- the green light switch from one CD-ROM drive to the other, I'm like, okay, switching the switch. first one. Yeah, 35 gigabytes. How Which, long, Andy, before you think we'll have a terabyte game? What's WoW up to if you download all of the content? Probably close to 15 or 20 gig. Wow, total install size. 25 gigabytes for WoW currently. Not a bad guess. 25 gigabytes. Okay, so my problem with this... Uh-huh. Download. Download they've, only. Yeah, well, but they've they fixed that. 
with sort steam, of. with steam pipe. Well, no, I was talking about for WoW. Oh, but you mean for Steam and that Total War yeah. Realm too? I'm going to be downloading 35 gigabytes of data. Yeah, yeah, sucks to be my ISP. <laughs> and they thought video streaming sucked. 35 gigabytes. Jeez, I don't even know. I don't even want to calculate how long that would take me to download. A while. Thank God for preloading. <laughs> Jeez, that's just crazy. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here, video game related. Second Life, sort of gamey. Very true. It's Tell an me MMO. about Second Life. Why well, is it on our list? Somebody at the BBC was like, hey, whatever happened to Second Life? It's still there. That's the thing. Is that basically, the guy described the history of Second Life and then decided to, you know, look and see what's happened so far with Second Life. Which, it's still there, but... Um, kind of empty. Much- yeah. It's there, but not a lot of people are using it. Not anymore, at least. So that's what I was talking about. Somebody from the BBC was like, well, whatever happened to that? Because I remember when that went, like, that exploded, like Farmville. Yeah, I, mean, I never thought of it really as huge. So, yeah, it's it's a ghost town, basically. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> no surprise there. No, not really. So also speaking of the past, yeah. two years ago... On the 27th, June 27th, 2011, was the day the Supreme Court released its ruling on the state of California versus, is it Brown? The, the video game ruling, video game violence. Yeah, um, um, uh, it wasn't Brown. You're thinking of Brown versus Board of Education. Shit, I don't remember the name. I remember it was originally Schwarzenegger because he was the... Shoot, what was the name of the Supreme Court case? <laughs> Son of Crap. a Crap. Wasn't it California versus something? Hold on, I'm checking an old article from 2011. Oh, Brown versus, you had it, Brown versus Entertainment Merchants Association, formerly Schwarzenegger versus EMA. There we go. I knew I had, there was Brown in there, jeez. All right, shush. You're trying to say, oh, he doesn't remember anything. Shut up. So it's been two years. Do you think anything's really happened? I have no idea. Especially what was after supposed to happen. Well, I don't know. Did, has anything really changed in those past two years? Again, what was supposed to happen? Basically, hopefully, the the debate on violence in video games and laws was hopefully supposed to stop. But then you had Sandy Hook, which then everybody blamed on video games, even though there was no actual connection. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it, for such a quote-unquote landmark ruling for video game violence? Well, I mean, didn't they strike down the, the restrictions? Wasn't that the ruling? Yes. So, but did that stop anybody else from proposing new laws? No. No. But have any of those new laws actually gone into effect or had any effect or done anything? No. Then I'm not sure why we're even talking about this. I, I thought it was just a neat little, hey, let's look back at the anniversary of... I mean, it's hard to say what the effect was, Andy, because the, the effect is that, well, whatever would have happened had the case gone the other way didn't happen. So we're playing basically a what if, which is hard to do. Right. I mean, like, what if the case had turned out the opposite way? Well, then maybe there'd be laws in place now restricting the sale. So we'd be going down a rabbit hole, which is something I don't want to do. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, no one wants a... us to go down rabbit holes. No, so then pick a topic that we don't have to go down a rabbit hole for. Um, 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 Snowden. Oh, yeah. Ed Snowden. The, hey, everyone, your country is spying on the entire world guy. 
there was a petition put on the whitehouse.gov petition website. Which, yeah, the We the People website or just yes. whitehouse.gov? Um, I think it's, is it, no, it's petitions.whitehouse.gov, which is the We the People website. Okay. To pardon Snowden. Yes. Basically, the public thinks he should not be punished for revealing top secret information. Where do you fall on this, Andy? I don't know. Yes, yeah, kind of, I mean, on the one hand, he did reveal top secret information. On the other hand, should that information have been top secret to begin with? Like, should that information have existed? It's one of those things where it's like, yes, it was to- he, he did disclose top secret information. Yes, that is true. But it's almost like he was basically trying to disclose a government cover-up sort of thing. Right. If, like if whistleblower. He was, yeah. If he was, you know, if this was World War II and he was basically disclosing the fact that we were working on the Manhattan Project... That would be a little different. Yes. But this is just the fact that, hey, um, these guys who aren't supposed to be spying on you are spying on you. Right. So I I don't – it's not a good thing that he did, but it's not a bad thing. It's, we, we, he, was, he was pointing out the fact that we were doing something that we shouldn't be doing, which yeah. he should not get in trouble for that. Right. So – it's like the guy who'd get in trouble for talking to the EPA that, hey, this company is dumping things into a river that it shouldn't be doing. So would you sign this petition? I don't know. It doesn't really matter, though, because the goal of 100,000 signatures has already been reached and passed. Yep. Of course, that only means that the White House has to respond to it. Yes. Doesn't mean that they actually need to do anything. Well, we'll see what the uh, response is, because they have to respond now. So. Well, even that, they don't have to respond. They've made the commitment to responding. True. They don't have to actually respond. I don't know. This is going to be interesting to see how this all works. Isn't he currently like stuck in some Moscow airport in, or something? In, yeah, I think he's in Russia. I don't even know where he is at this point. Does it really matter at the moment? No. Pretty much on the run is where he is. Yeah. Oh, speaking of um, airports and flights. Yeah. The FAA, um, speaking of... Government. Government and leaked documents. There was a uh, draft that was proposed by the FAA. This was an internal draft. Mm-hmm. That they should look at dropping the ban of not using electronic devices during takeoff and landing. Yay! Now I won't feel bad when the stewardess or flight attendant walks by and I have to hide my phone. I actually have to say that I think this is a bad idea. Really? Well, a majority, I'll have to see if I can find statistics to back this up, but I do believe that a majority majority of accidents happen during takeoff and landing. Yes. Yes. Andy, if the plane starts breaking apart, people will put down their iPads. But wouldn't you rather have everybody not distracted by anything at the moment where, you know, seconds will count? What are you going to do in those seconds? I don't know. It depends on what's going on. What are you going to do in those seconds that... Well, you are sitting there with a book out. I would not be able to do sitting there with an iPad out. Oh, I don't even have the book out during takeoff and landing. Yeah, but what do you think everyone else is doing? Having a book out. Right. This is kind of an unfair, um, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Discrimination against people who use electronic devices. <sighs> I don't, it's, it's one of those things where I honestly wish that people would just, you know, stay vigilant. Yes, 
but everybody is playing Word with Friends. Everybody is turning on their cell phones when a plane's going to land so they can send a text message out as soon as a plane has landed. Yes. Because, you know, those extra few minutes make the difference. Well, I mean, you've been sitting there for four hours. You want to move. You want things to be ready. You've also been disconnected for four hours. Well, then I guess that's just part of me not being the average electronic consumer. You are definitely not. No, no, I'm not. All right. What else? U of M made a, an antimatter gun. What? 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 Yeah. Not really sure how that works. You can't fire an antimatter bullet, right? Because it would, A, explode in the chamber. B, yeah. even if it didn't explode in the chamber, it would explode as soon as it hit contact with the air. So I'm not sure how they're they're firing this gun. It involves lasers and potentially like a field of. Uh, I'm not a physics major. <laughs> Normally, I'm the one who brings up the physics topics and doesn't understand them. I'm at a loss. Well, how about but the this idea one? is they made a very small one. Okay, so speaking of universities and physics, how about this one? They can actually understand. Uh oh. Researchers at MIT are experimenting with what they call Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi? W-I-V-I. Instead of Wi-Fi, it's Wi-Fi. Wireless vision? Yes. It's the idea of basically taking sonars slash radar and converting Wi-Fi signals to work that way. It's basically Wi-Fi radar, where they can blast Wi-Fi signals through walls, and then catch the reflected Wi-Fi signal coming back at them, which is basically just using radar, but instead of using it in the radar frequency range, you just use it in the Wi-Fi frequency range, which is 2.4 gigahertz. Andy, what's the radio frequency range? For radar? Just radio. Um, Well, are you talking AM radio or FM radio? Both. Or are you talking ham band radio? All three. (laughs) Well, ham band radio kind of skips around all the places because you have to deal with the harmonics. AM radio, I think, starts down at 500 and... Let me ask you this. Is 2.4 gigahertz considered in the radio frequency? Well, every yes, everything is considered. Okay, then it's not radar using Wi-Fi. It's radar. Just using... It's radar, but up in the unlicensed frequency range. Yes, but it's okay. still radio. Yes. What is the first R in radar? Radio. There you go. <laughs> It's not radar with anything. It's radar. <laughs> what does the rest of radar stand for? It's uh, radio, radio detection, detection and ranging. And ra- okay. Thank you, Google. <laughs> also, thank you, Nikola Tesla, for inventing it in the first place. Because if we didn't have radar, we wouldn't have microwave ovens. Yay! You know the story of where that came from, right? Yeah, the guy had the chocolate bar in his pocket. Yep. And he was getting dosed with high levels <laughs> of radiation. microwave radiation. <laughs> A poor bastard. Come down. Why is my chocolate melted? Why is my skin burned? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other part of that story that nobody ever thinks about is, wait a second, if the chocolate bar in his pocket was melting, what was that doing to his internal organs? Right. Like, he's getting kind of roasted up there. Mmm. Smells tasty. It smells like chicken. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Okay, so there's actually radar frequency bands all up and down the scale. Yeah. Let's see, what's the, what's the closest one to... Uh, oh, it's the S-band radar. is actually in 2 to 4 gigahertz. So that's... I mean, they're just using S-band radar. Yeah. With unlicensed devices. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
10 centimeter radar. It's this is short band radar. This is what this is. <laughs> yeah, wireless network compatible devices use the 2.4 gigahertz section of the S band. Yep. Okay, so this is a lot less surprising. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, well, that's not so cool. Sorry, Andy. I thought it was neat until I actually did some research, and now it's less neat. It's less neat. It's still neat. It's, it's just still neat. less neat. Yeah. It's not quite so, as cool. So supposedly they can just take just regular Wi-Fi equipment and repurpose it to act like S-band radar. So that's that's the neat part of it. Yeah. Where instead of having to build, you know, giant S-band radar rigs, they can use off-the-shelf equipment. Okay, so that's the neat part of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the last one we want to talk about, Microsoft and Time Warner are teaming up. Okay. You can watch 300 of the cables, the Time Warner cable channels on the Xbox 360 if you have an Xbox Live Gold membership and are a subscriber to Time Warner Cable. But if I'm either one or the other, doesn't work. No, you have to be Xbox Live Gold member. You have to have Time Warner Cable. So then, if you're both of those, you can actually watch Time Warner Cable on your 360. Which, for me, would be like, um, why don't you just turn on the TV? This, this seems like an extra step that is not needed. I got nothing. <laughs> that is a, it's, hey, look at this. You can watch TV on your Xbox, on your TV. Uh, maybe it's because I could put my Xbox onto something else. Or maybe I'm not home. You're going to lug your Xbox 360 around with you? Was it for the 360 or is it the Xbox One? Well, it's currently through Xbox Live. So currently it's with the 360, but will be with the Xbox One in the future. So maybe I've got my Xbox somewhere else. True. Okay, so I could see that, where it's the fact where I, if I'm in another room right now with my current setup, I would not be able to watch television. But if I had this, then I would be able to basically use my 360 as another cable box. Right. Okay, so n- less stupid than what I originally thought, but still a bit silly. Yes. Okay, random review time? Go for it. Something that I wanted to review, I was actually waiting for Dave to review this, but he never did. I bought it. I have it too. I was just sitting there waiting for it. We want to review Random Access Memories. Why were you waiting for me to review it? I was expecting you to review it. Why would I review it? Because this seems more up your alley than mine. Okay. I mean, it's music. By definition, it's up your alley. True, but it is electronic music, which would be up more your alley. (laughs) No, it's your (laughs) (laughs) No, it's yours. Go ahead. Okay, so for people who don't know, Random Excess Memories was the fourth album, well, studio album from Daft Punk, released on May 17th this year, hence why I was waiting for Dave to grab it. Go ahead. It's a bit different. Yes. Like, I listened to the entire Random Excess Memories, and then just for kicks and giggles, I listened to uh, Human After All, just just to see. Okay. Oh, my goodness. It is literally night and day between those two albums. Which basically is, what, was Human After All In a good way or a bad way? No, Human After All was like their third one. I repeat, a good way or a bad way? It it almost feels like it's electronic music light, if that makes any sense. The new one? Yeah. Okay, I could go with that. Where it it honestly feels like, well, they definitely had some collaboration with Pharrell Williams. Which you can tell, especially on the tracks that he's singing on, that he has had his fingers in the pie. Okay. Well, it's not a bad thing. I enjoy 
his songs. I definitely enjoyed most of the songs from Despicable Me, which is what he worked the soundtrack for. Ah. But if you are an old school Daft Punk fan, this one might sound... A little less Daft Punky. Yes. Yeah. I kind of preferred their earlier works. That's what, that's what, that's why I was kind of surprised when I, when I listened to it, I'm like, hmm... This doesn't really sound like Daft, Daft Punk. Daft Punk, right. So that's why I went back and literally listened to... I, I, I literally stopped at the end of Contact, which is the last track on Random Access Memories, which, mind you, great song. Wish it ended about a minute and a half earlier than it did. Yeah. But then I went I went straight into Human After All. I think I accidentally went to Technologic right off the bat. Oh, that's a good song. I know it's a good song. It will definitely. It's a good song, but could you see Technologic being on Random Access Memories? No, no, neither could I. It they're good songs, but it's not the same thing. What actually reminded me of this when I was listening to this, which um, helped me with some more music downloading and such that I was streaming and Pandora and all this other stuff. Um, there was a jazz record label called Verve. Right, they've been around for a while. Okay. Let me just actually see how long they've been around. No, I don't want about the producer. I want the actual record label. Verve Records. Here we go. An American jazz record label founded in 1956. So it's been around for a while. But they actually, um, back in 2002, they took some of their classic songs, their classic jazz songs. We're talking like Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone, Diana Washington. So classic jazz songs. Mm -hmm. And they gave them to DJs to remix. We're like literally like Danger Mouse and that sort of stuff. Felix de Housecat, that sort of things. Okay. So they gave him to actual By like Danger modern. Mouse, you mean Dead Mouse? That's what I meant. Sorry. Okay, just double checking. Is there a Danger? Ma- there is a Danger Mouse. It was a cartoon. No, but there was also Danger Mouse the DJ. Is there? Yeah. Okay, but you meant Dead Mouse. I think I meant Danger Mouse actually, rather than Dead Mouse. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Danger Mouse t- made the Gray album, right? Ah. Uh-huh. Andy, between us, you're the music nerd. <laughs> this is why I'm confused that you thought I'd be the one to review this. You have an excellent point. Like, when we had our nerd off, if you had done, like, a trivia thing about music... I probably could have destroyed you if it wasn't video game related. Right. We, we decided to do it as games. Okay, so Danger Mouse was the other half of Gnarls Barkley, that's CeeLo Green's first foray into music, okay? And okay. they took... Jay-Z's The Black Album and mixed it with The Beatles' White Album to and create... so they made The Gray Album. The Gray Album. Cute. Okay, so that's that side note. But okay. this, they, the, what Verve did is they took their classic jazz songs, gave them to DJs, and the DJs remixed them, put backing tracks, the whole nine yards. And they, yeah. they've done like four of these things. Actually, no, they've actually got... Shoot, I'm missing some. <laughs> I went to Wikipedia and I'm actually... I'm missing a couple of them. They've actually done more than four. To the library. One of these are at the library. I'll have to check. But that's what they did. It it's honestly sounds exactly like Random Access Memories. It's just, they have that classic feel, and Daft Punk did their little thing on top of it. Okay. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. Hence, no, why I no. have all four of the Verve remixed songs. I mean, I'm a CDs. huge fan of remixed stuff. Yeah, so am I. My remixes just tend to be from different sources than yours. Yes, I, you know, would have something from a remix of a Sarah Vaughn song. I'd have remixed video games. Which I, too, uh, not sure if I actually have any of those on my iTunes right now, but... <laughs> Go grab the Torrents from OC Remix. Might have There's 2,500 songs. I, like I said, I'm out of space. 
Oh, no. That's actually why I'm, I'm offloading a bunch of my documentaries onto Kate's one terabyte hard drive, because I think that one will fill up a lot less quickly than mine. Yes. Well, given that it's a terabyte. Yeah. Granted, mine, I think, is 750, well, 750 megabytes, quote unquote, so 600 something. But still, random access memories, it's not the Daft Punk you're used to, but it's good. Okay. So It it, is good, and it's definitely worth listening to. Yes, it's Um, it's just not what you might be used to. Yeah, if you're going to purchase it, I'd almost recommend doing it on Amazon and buying the CD, because you get the MP3s for free then. Yeah. I'm also kind of curious how this compared to the because I haven't listened to the uh, the Tron soundtrack that they did. Did you see the movie? No, I haven't seen the movie either. Go see the movie, and then you can listen to the soundtrack while you watch the movie. True, because it's a good movie, sort of, sort of, sort of. So yeah, most of the songs on there, I think there's only like one or two songs from Randoms of Access Memories that I don't like, and I don't know what they are off the top of my head, because I don't have my notes in front of me. I couldn't tell you. But it's it's a good thing, it's just not as electronic as you might be used to with Daft Punk. But right. if you want to get somebody into it, I would say this would be a good... Intro. Intro. Okay. It's almost like you just play them their discography in reverse order. <laughs> Start with this. End with... Uh, discovery. What, I think well, Discovery was first, right? I was going to say, like, um, music. That also That's kind work. of the, the high end for me. Hmm. All right. So, yeah. Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. Okay. Thumbs up from me. All right. They did announce the Omegathon rounds, by the way, for PAX Australia. Oh, they're doing one down there? Yep. Is it like Omega, Is it more PAX Prime or PAX East? Uh, they haven't said. I expect they'll put their own little spin on it. Okay. But you, you must perform everything while hanging from the ceiling. Yes. Geometry Wars. Ooh, old school. Win, lose, or draw. Wait, what? Portal. What? Defense Grid. Okay. And a secret final round. So only five rounds. Huh. What are they going to do for win, lose, or draw? I don't know. And Portal, I just... are you gonna, There's either two ways of doing that. You either have to figure out how timed to... Timed run. E- either a timed run or least number of portals or something. Yeah, there's, there's a couple ways. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They're smart people. What we need to do is hunt that. Is Kaza going to be there? He's, he's, he's got to be there. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while. Ask him. Well, currently at the moment, it's 2.34 in the morning. Okay, well, don't ask him now, but ask him. All right, uh, random, to- random topic. Random topic. Let's wrap this up. Okay, rolled ahead of time. Yes. If we could, what one extinct animal would you like to bring back to a normal existence? So not even... Are you playing Sanctum 2 right now? I'm launching Sanctum 2. I'm not playing <laughs> Sanctum 2. I'm sitting there just looking at down the little corner where my little timer is, and all of a sudden a little steam window pops up. Lord Thanda. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not playing it. I'm preparing. Because <laughs> I'm also thinking about what extinct animal I would want to bring back. To a normal existence. So we're not talking Jurassic Park, where it's in a zoo. Contained environment. So it's, One, it's bring it back to, to reality in like yes. a full real environment? Yes. Laura says a Tasmanian tiger. Ooh. What is a Tasmanian tiger? 
Well, Google it. You've got Google. I have Google. I'm going to Google Images. She follows up with the Michigan lion. There was a Michigan lion? I don't know. I would almost want to go with the mastodon. Why? Think of a major... Do you you want elephant... Wow, those are vicious-looking creatures. The Tasmanian tiger? Holy shit. That jaw. (laughs) Wow. That's like a snake's jaw on a tiger. That's... No. (laughs) No. Just no. No, that's way too... No. Um, Go ahead, Andy. Sorry, I'm not... Mastodon? I almost would want... Think of the amount of food source that you could get out of that for cold weather climates where there isn't much of a... Are you assuming that they are tasty? I don't know. I tried. There was nothing there. You really can't eat elephant meat because that would just be bad. But think of it. It's almost be like a a yak plus for cold weather climates. No. (laughs) A yak plus. Do you like that one? I think yak plus. I think most of the, the extinct animals, I'm pretty okay with them being extinct. Maybe that one turtle that's supposed to taste, like, really, really good. God, the mastodon was 12,000 years ago. Hmm. I don't know if they would be actually be able to survive in a warmer climate. It's still plenty cold up north. True. Laura wants the American lion. Pass. I'm, um, as I said, I'm pretty okay with most extinct animals being extinct. What about the actual American buffalo before don't we, it don't we have crossbred one? with cattle? Maybe, because they'd be tasty. True. It'd be a, definitely a better secondary... No, I don't want Buffalo New York. I just want Buffalo. You just want Buffalo. American Bison. Here we go. Because So the Buffalo that we have now are not, like, actual Buffalo? Andy? I thought the ones that are currently out there are a uh, subspecies that combined with the... Uh, Usually when you, the when you cross species, they're sterile. I'm not sure. I'll have to look this one up. Okay. Just be... You do that. I'm going to go with nothing. Gonna I don't want nothing. to bring anything back. All right, so you're saying that even if it was a human-caused extinction? Like the dodo? Yeah. Or the buffalo? Or the mastodon? Well, the mastodon probably wasn't us, because that was 12,000 years ago. Andy, when did humans show up? True, we might have had the uh, homeo... I don't know, who was around 12,000 years ago? Was it the homeo erectus? I don't know. Homo erectus, sorry? Homo, homo erectus. Let's check this. Why did mastodons go extinct? Oh, Homo erectus was 143,000 years ago, so a little bit newer. Disease or humans? Some were sticking around till 1700 BC. Really? Yep. Huh. He's not expecting that. Yep. So even though you said the humans killed them, you would still not bring them back. Right. They would not fit into the current world. There would be problems. So you're basically saying that we made our bed, we have to lie in it. Yep. Okay. That's an honest answer. Yep. All right. I, I accept your answer, Dave. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now you should go and have a nice 4th of July. You too. And I'll see you in two weeks. Yep. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast. Or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>